Hey, welcome to Unseen Orbits, a podcast where we talk about art, life, faith, and some of the underlying connections between them all. My name is Nuri. My name's Adam. And today, Adam, we will orbit around the topic of movies. And dude, I gotta tell you, last night, I decided to rewatch a movie that's one of your favorite movies of all time, and I am very raw right now. <laughs> because, <laughs> dude, it messed me up. Like, it mm. wrecked me. Uh, it's a movie called Arrival. I know it's one of your favorites. I, oh, yeah. Again, I'd seen it a couple of years ago, and it was, uh, I knew it was amazing. But last night, I got done, and I was crying. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's a movie, I don't think this is a big spoiler, it's a movie about, uh, it, it's about a, the emotional resonance of, like, a mom and her daughter right and some loss in there i think that's as close as i get without spoiling it and so dude literally i go into my kids rooms they're already asleep (laughs) and i go and i like snuggle up next to them and i'm like holding them i was messed up bro i just i sat in my bed i was just thinking about what is time what is the what is a moment how many moments do we have and then uh if you have seen that movie even the like the philosophical question, if I like knew the pain that my relationships would eventually lead to, or if there would be right. in the future, <laughs> would I change anything? And right. so I want to thank you for just giving me the inspiration to, uh, to watch that and just sort of, dude, I'm still reeling off it right now. Yeah. Mm. And like, honest, that's why we're even talking about this today is <laughs> right. it's because movies have the ability to do that. Dude, you were crying in your house. <laughs> I was a mess in the movie theater. Oh, man. When I saw it in the theater, like, by the end, I was holding Kat, my wife's hand, like, so hard that she turned to me. And she was like, do you realize you're crushing my hand right now? <laughs> and I was, like, visibly just shaken and crying because of the end of that movie. <laughs> I mean, that's why it's one of my favorite movies. Um, that plus, like you mentioned, the, the soundtrack. You know oh, that gosh. that kind of yeah. that the strings and then that strings. that kind of that that methodic kind of yo man yeah that and then like and then when you think about it so I'm like in the movie theater sobbing and on the <laughs> face of it I'm sobbing because of an alien movie right <laughs> I, I understand that it wasn't like Independence Day but like <laughs> <laughs> right right right. Yeah, oh, and that's yeah. that's part of why we even this is one of the first topics we want to talk about in this uh, this podcast we're doing is like this phrase that you and I have both said that movies have the power to change your life, right? And I think we like that feels a little dramatic of a statement to say, a little uh, heavy handed, but I think you and I both know that to be true, and uh, we've experienced that in the past. Absolutely. And so we just wanted to to sort of dig into this a little bit. And I was I thinking think that's the that's the reason why you and I connected when totally. we first met, right? Because but you and I like we looked at it a little bit differently. We looked we yeah. wanted to find that story, we wanted to find that emotional resonance. Um and I think that's where we connected. I think at first okay. we realized that our, our that's I think it was through movies that we realized our appreciation appreciation for story. But also yep. that our tastes kind of aligned and stuff, you know. For you and I, I think what's 
what's really true about movies is movies are just stories at the end of the day. And so I think, yeah, yes, I love a good, oh man, I'm trying to think like when I saw Avatar in theater, uh, you know, it didn't do much for me like deep down, but I enjoyed watching like the special effects. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Or like, Uh you know, that's, that's an achievement of itself, but like what movies I love are stories that right. speak to me deeply and they help me connect to something deeper into a like a history of what the human experience is all right. about, man. I feel like the greatest movies are the ones that actually reconnect you back to reality. You yes. I mean? Oh, so good. They, they, so they good. help yeah, you yeah. escape for a little bit. Yep. But they, they kind of, they, they recalibrate the way you look at the reality you're currently in. You know what I mean? And I think there's, that's why some movies I can watch over and over again. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I could have on, and I, there are some movies I've probably watched like 20 times. Yeah. But it's yeah, because yeah. like, it helps me, it helps me recalibrate the now, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just like, so good. And I, that's what great stories do, right? I mean, like, that's why that's we love great story. stories. Yes, yes. All right. And just to use last night as an example, the, you're 100% right. It's like a, it's a movie about aliens. It's a science, like in many ways, it's a science fiction movie. It's, uh, we are very aware that it's most of what we're seeing is fake. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's, uh, CGI in it and all that kind of stuff. But the story of it put me in the here and now. That's what yeah. I was, that's what I was crying about last night as I was like, Oh my gosh, like how many days do I live my life where I am just wanting to get to the next thing and I'm ignoring right. this beautiful moment I have uh, for me with my kids, but you know, this could be any kind of relationship. And and so hundred percent, dude, that's the power of a story is it gives us a different outlook on life. Right. It reminds us of why this matters right now. And like the other thing is, I mean, like, so here's the thing. So there is that, right? Yeah, but yeah. I think for me, I mean, before we, we dive into like some other things about movies and, and even our, our top tens or whatever, um, <laughs> I know people are really waiting for us out there to probably yeah, yeah, yeah. what's your top I've been 10? getting a lot of emails about that. <laughs> so a lot of emails. Podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh, emails, man. Our one fan has been texting us. <laughs> Should we do a top ten? Top 10 fan list at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Can we reach top 10? I don't know. Uh, you, I know of at least five people. At least five. Mm-hmm. We might be thinking of the same five people. <laughs> That's true. That's um, but like for me, like I connected to also like my childhood, right? Like, mm. like it's, it's so visceral for me. The, the idea of going to a movie and oh, you know, good. maybe someone will That's be good. listening to this in like five years from now. Yep. So maybe they'll forget that we're in the middle of this thing called a pandemic. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I miss the most is going to movie theaters. Right. Like I really miss that. And the reason yeah. is like, there's something about even entering the building and smelling the popcorn. Totally agree. Uh, and we all know popcorn theater. I mean, theater popcorn is just like, it tastes so much better, but it's probably because all the butter they put in it. It, but, it can't be good. No, no. Uh, like, have you ever have you ever brought popcorn home from a movie theater? By the way, <laughs> no. And then the next day, dude, it's solid. It's like oh, you dude. have to tear it apart because it's so it's so greasy. I um, thought you were gonna say it's like a McDonald's French fry where it just exists for eternity. Yeah, it probably could. <laughs> it's got no it's organic in fat, material. Dude. Um, but anyways, 
Uh, but the, the smell of the popcorn in the theater, just the excitement of like the guy ripping your yeah. tickets, you know, yeah. and like, and I don't know about for you, for me, it was like a special occasion. My parents took us to movies, you know, for sure. And then, so it was just like a whole family outing. Um, yep. Just everything about it. Like, so I even like, sometimes cat thinks I'm crazy, but I always make sure that we're there really early. So I can see the previews, <laughs> me too. even though. The crazy thing is, I've seen all the previews on YouTube already, so it's not like I'm going there for new information. There's something about that feeling of anticipation, and yeah. uh, it's like this communal experience. That's right. Um, yeah, that honestly, I- I'm afraid it's going to change a little, particularly after this time. But yeah. also, I think it was changing because of Netflix and all that sure, kind of sure, stuff. Sure. But but that idea of watching something on a big screen and being engrossed right. into the story um, with other people. Um, right. I mean, I mean, this is kind of weird, but we could probably describe church in the same way. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So, man. Well, I was going to say, that, yeah, I'm I'm 100% with you. I grew up in a tiny, a s- small towns. We didn't have movie theaters. And so <laughs> to travel to big cities like Oklahoma City or Tulsa, yeah, you get you – <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, <laughs> dude, I know, bro. Even in high school, I'd take a, a girl to a date. I'd have to drive 30 minutes to the nearest town to go to the movie theater. But yes, oh it was it was it was an experience. And I yeah, I think you're naming two there's two pieces. Uh like you're naming the spectacle, the communal. Uh, the experience, which I think I'm right there with you, dude. Like as soon as the smell hits me, yes, that popcorn, as soon as the lights go down a little bit. And yes. I, oh, here we go. I think part of it, you tell me if I'm wrong here, when those lights go down, part of the beauty in that moment may sound stupid, like anything could happen. Like right. you don't know what's about to happen. This could be exactly a horrible movie that you want to walk out on, but We've all had those moments when a friend takes you to see, uh, for me, it was uh, uh, the first time, well, it was my parents, they took me to Jurassic Park. And and like, little did I know that I was about to be blown away and just right, like, right, right. what is happening? You know, so <laughs> there's there's that expectation. You said it earlier, just like, I don't know what's going to happen. What's this story going to be? How how will I feel? How's it right. going to resonate with me? Right. And the, I, I think a genius thing, this is just a complete side note. But a genius thing that theaters do is they have the screen size adjust from the previews. Right. Have you ever noticed that? It does totally. the, the tzzz, and then it does like the adjusting to the right ratio. Even that yeah. with the lights dimming, it gets me excited. And it's just totally. it's been trained in, into me that oh, right. like the commercials are done, everything's on, it's time to and then everybody knows to shut up, you know? Right. Everyone quiets down and mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say I'd go far enough to say, I mean, you mentioned church, but I'd say it's a sacred experience. Like in that moment, you're experiencing <laughs> something like sacred. It's no, it is totally. And I, I, I don't know if you've ever been to any theater shows, but th- there's a similarity there. There's something happening when a group of us get together and we are, it's a little more of a back and forth as opposed to like me reading a book or it's just me in that book, but it's like, right. All of us. And, and here's another thing too, like especially comedies or horror type movies in the theater, <laughs> you are resonating with the people around you. I don't know if right. you, you've ever caught that. It's like, 
I rem- oh, what was the movie? Oh, don't make fun of me for this. But my friends and I in college, we loved the movie Napoleon Dynamite. And we would go in the theater. And part of it is just the collection of laughs. Like someone starts to laugh and it's so uh, contagious, right? Yes. But then if you watch Napoleon Dynamite by yourself at home, you're like, I don't get it. Not nearly as funny. <laughs> I, I got it in the theater. Not nearly as funny. No. It's the same thing with horror movies. It's like everybody tenses up at the same moment. And then the big release, of course. And, you know, some people are screaming or whatever. Right. Yeah. Dude, that's a great. I'm glad you mentioned that. That's just thinking of how even movies do that. I do think I'm a little, I will miss movie theaters. I'm I'm interested to see the future of that. And I would be sad to see that experience go. I think I'm a little on the hopeful side of just like, still though, the part that I probably love the most about movies is the story. That's just me personally. Yeah. And that's just going to continue on because stories uh, are what are part of the human experience. They're how we teach each other. That's how we learn. And I was thinking about um, how my kids, like, we'll be sitting, you know, they'll be taking a bath or something and they'll do this thing where they'll just say, dad, tell me a story. And in that moment, I'll just come up with one off the top of my head. You know, about a monkey who (laughs) wants to go to space, but everybody in the jungle tells him that monkeys aren't allowed to go to space. And and as I'm just making it up, I'm watching my kids' eyes. Like, they're getting wide, and they're like, and dude, this is no joke. Uh, This is going to sound a little braggy for my storytelling abilities, but a couple years ago, my daughter is very sensitive. She is empathetic. And I was telling a story, I think it was about a crocodile. And other crocodiles were making fun of the crocodile because it was too small or something, you know. Uh-huh. And she starts she starts tearing up in that moment about this uh. crocodile that I made up on the spot. <laughs> and I realized I was like, oh, of course, because I, I'm not even me meaning to. I'm sharing truths about the human experience just because that's wired within me, and that's what yes. the story does. And then she's, of course, she's she is. It's nothing about the crocodile. It's about what does it mean for uh, a human to be like judged and sort of cast out of their tribe, you know? So it's like stories are the, man, they're just like the foundation of, of what it means to be human. Yeah. And it's like, it's funny, right? Like the first thing I do want to note is use the monkey, not going to space when a monkey is probably one of the very few animals that have gone to space. (laughs) I know. That was, um, I don't think that's the actual <laughs> item I use. That's, I thought of that as I was saying it. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but the thing is, like, two things. Like, I, I feel like stories, movies are, are right, the, the way we sit around the campfire now, even though I guess we that's still right. sit around a campfire. Um, but movies are a way to do that. And it's so weird because I think, so, like, even now what we do is when we look at the first movies, we mark history through the movies that were being made in that era, right? And so, yeah. like, you That's know, on, on a more serious note, like, one of the first long movies, films ever made was very racist, right? It was like Birth of a Nation, That's, which yeah. it, was, it, it was, but then it, it it's, a, it's a piece of history that reflects, okay, like, man, this is how, this is how crazy things were back then. This is what people actually thought, you know? And it's so weird because it's yeah. a fiction story, but it, it reflects that history. And so, like, that's I good. feel like that's what we've been doing since the beginning of time is we've <laughs> been telling stories to mark what was most important to us during that time. Right. 
because I mean, like, that's what scripture is. That's what the Bible is, right? Totally. It's like it, it's it's the stories that we tell that 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 we know will get passed on to show future generations this is what was important to us. Yeah, yeah, that's so good, man. And I, yeah, I think you know some people this might. Uh, be offensive to them to think through because so many people have have thought through the lens of the Bible as uh, sort of written down uh, completely, especially Old Testament uh, by you know whether it's the miraculous hand of God or like specific people, and it's like what we know about the Jewish laws and prophets, like all of these books in the Old Testament, they were, uh, they were or- oral stories. Like they were exactly what we're talking about. They're campfire right. stories uh-huh. that were, they were trying to communicate uh, truths. They were trying to communicate what it was like. Then they were trying and they would get passed down, passed down, passed down. What's funny to me is like, I feel like people, people think that by saying, because you even prefaced what you said with like, right. oh, I don't know if anybody's going to get offended, but like, yeah, sure. why is that offensive? Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. think what it is is I think people don't. I think it's the opposite where it's like you by you saying that you're not downplaying uh, the value of oral history and you're not downplaying like scripture. You're you're actually emphasizing the value of that storytelling tool. Totally. Like, you know what I mean? Like um, some of the most important things in our lives were passed down from father to son to mother to daughter like whatever you know what i mean like in stories like some of the most important lessons we've ever learned in history were were told through stories and um and and it's also like the other way right stories are the way we understand we we try to grapple with the world around us right when we don't understand something we tell a story about it which is like you know found in a lot of the myths and fables all that but it's our way of trying to interpret what is happening like around us like it's it's our way of coming to that's grips good. with like that's good because you know honestly humanity as human as human beings we're fragile right i mean i mean look at look at us right now i mean we're fragile like i think you, you get what look, i'm saying dude look at me last night crying after watching the, <laughs> 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 um yes we're fragile for sure but like no i mean like it, it could be anything like little anything little yeah. honestly like yeah if i think about it too much i go <laughs> i go a little crazy because yeah. I, like anything could kill me literally Oof, um yep. and so it makes sense to me that people in the past took this idea of storytelling to try to explain Okay, what is my place in the chaos, right? And what what is yes? What do I do with this chaos? Because like, if I don't do something about it, I will go absolutely crazy. Now, does that mean it's not the truth? Of course not. In fact, I would say even though even if it's fiction, it may be That's closer right. to the truth than will come ever on. come. That's right, know? dude. Yes. Uh, so- <laughs> Side note, this is why we decided to call our podcast like around the idea of orbiting because I feel like we're orbiting like this, like I think you're nailing it right now. Like you said the word interpret and that just really rung true to me. Like stories are helping us interpret why am I here? (laughs) What the heck is going on? Yes. Why is there this pain? Why uh, do I have these ambitions or these fears and uh, 
Why is courage important? And stories are helping us interpret the human experience. They, they're helping us give meaning, right? Like right. They, they just help guide us of like, okay, uh, in the midst, like in the midst, like you've already mentioned the global pandemic, uh, it's stories. It's, it's, it's these kind of things that are passed down that can help give us meaning to this situation of like, okay, there have been things like this in the past. There are always going to be trial. You know, you go a lot of ways with that, but yeah, I love that dude. It, it like, yeah, as you're talking, I'm just thinking that's it, man. Like movies are helping us interpret meaning and, and why we're here. And I will say, I, I, I'm interested in your thoughts on this. This was something when you mentioned like the first movie, mm-hmm. like, like being racist and being propaganda. Uh, <laughs> uh, I do think there's some kind of tie in. And you also mentioned like, why would I even preface? Like, why would somebody be offended when I, right. when I sort of say, you know, especially old, the old Testament could be more oral instead of written. Mm-hmm. I do think there's a little, there's, First off, I think there's some Eastern and Western thinking there where we want facts and we want linear and we want like, tell me the five-step process to this. And and right. uh, yeah, give me all the facts. Whereas like an Eastern approach would be more uh, story-driven. It'd be more like, what are the questions here? What should I be wrestling with? What's the dialogue and the discussion? Uh, I do think there's a little tie in there somewhere of just like, I don't know about you, and I'm not trying to bash them, but uh, you know, part of our experience in this entire podcast will will weave in and out of this. But you and I have been pastors for years; we're, we've been Christians all our life. Like, why has why has a Christian movie never resonated with me? You know what I mean? There's never been a Christian movie where I know. And if you're listening to this and you like those, that's fine. I'm not judging. I'm truly not. But for uh, me, I am. Judging. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I, you know, I've never watched one where I'm like, oh, that, oh, that is helping me interpret my meaning in a new way. <laughs> like, like I've never sat and cried after one and been like, let me reapproach, uh, relook at the way I'm, I'm living my life. And, and I think it's something with what you said with that first, you know, movie, uh, like, Movies should have the responsibility, stories should have the responsibility, helping us interpret meaning, but should not be trying to steer us a certain direction or have an agenda or trying to yes. uh, like push their agenda on us. Because then it's not movies, it's propaganda. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yes. just advertising. And like, there's Come a place on. for that, but like, well, I don't know. I, I just said that. I don't know if there's a place for that. Like, I, I think the best movies... The best movies, what they do is they let you make a decision on your own who the bad guy is, who the good guy uh, is. Yeah. Um, like, the best movies. Obviously, like, you know, in Disney movies, there's, like, villains. But th- that's for kids, right? And, like, yeah. and, and to a certain extent, yeah, that's enjoyable. Sure. But I think in, like, the best movies, what people consider the best movies ever made, there there's always this ambiguity because you need to decide on your own. That's if right. anything, it's like a mirror. That that's being held up to you to decide, like, like what is it that you think about it? You know, like, and that's why I love coming out of movies with friends, and we have completely different takes on what just happened. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, oh, I'll just be dude. like, dude, that that character was like such a jerk, and my friend will be like, that character was the hero. 
And I'm like, <laughs> what are yeah, you I've talking there, man. about, man? Like, and so like, I, yeah, dude, it, it's just, it's absolutely, I think the, the best movies, they, they don't give you answers. They just raise really good questions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, that's so dude movies are a mirror that's great that's that's so good and that that makes sense of why like the power of storytelling even going again going back to old testament scriptures being passed down like the the truths of these stories are what they are showing us <laughs> the mirror and i do think it's interesting too uh well f- first off like you said like one of the movies we wrote down like our top 10 favorite movies and one of them in both of our top five not a surprise godfather which is just you know hailed for years and years that's that's exactly what you're talking about there's no like they're not trying to paint a certain character as good or bad they're Mm -hmm. revealing like this complex story of transformation right and there there are i think they're very they're great moral truths that we can take from that and we can be like oh wow okay that does help me navigate the world but there yeah to your point there's no propaganda in it saying like you know uh this person is evil even even though they are um right <laughs> but something else with the mirror concept is like i what do you think about like i think part of the mirror thing in a story in a movie is like we see ourselves in that character right, right? right yeah. like i am uh, you know, in Apollo 13, I am Jim Lovell. That's a weird, weird one to just pop in my head. Um, <laughs> that's very specific. <laughs> in, oh, that's, in, uh, that's, that's actually really impressive. That's very specific. Thank you. I, in Gladiator, I read the Apollo 13 book because I'm a nerd. In, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in Gladiator, I'm Maximus, you know? Right. Like, I, I just... I immediately without, you know, we, none of us do this consciously, but I just start inserting myself and I'm like, what's going to happen? You know, how would I navigate this? And so, yeah. What's your thoughts on that? Like, what's your thoughts on like uh, protagonist I, and hero and all that kind of stuff? I think there's something in us that makes us relate to the hero character uh, innately. I think yeah. the way we were created, um, like, you know, the whole hero's journey thing like the Joseph Campbell model yeah, of, yeah. of storytelling where uh, his the whole theory was that the, 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 all the best stories in the world are actually the same story, same story, right? You know, it's the exact same story. And there, I mean, obviously this, this guy changed the way we looked at mo- movies and stories, but like, so there's a lot of validity to it, but that whole idea of the hero's arc, that there is this in every good story, the hero goes through the same things. I, right. I remember I went to this conference once, where they were talking about this. And uh, the way they did it was, they were like, let's take two movies that you think have nothing to do with each other, and you'll I'll show you why they're the same story. And they so they took Finding Nemo and The Matrix. Yes. And uh, I can never look at those two movies the same again, because they are the same story. Totally. And he was, he was arguing every story is exactly the same. Every good story follows this model. And, and it's it's interesting. Um, a lot of biblical stories, the good ones, they they follow that exact model totally. too. Um, but anyways, but I think it's something innate in us. Like uh, this is what I always thought, particularly after I encountered Joseph Campbell. Um, what I started thinking more and more is maybe, maybe God created us in a way to recognize good story. Um, and th- maybe that's why good movies, good 
good literature, all that stuff resonates with us because he wanted us to recognize the good story that's being played out in our realities. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas we sometimes, I think we look at it as the opposite way where it's like, like it, it, it's, it's our reality that helps us create good stories. But I actually think sometimes it's the opposite where if, if you believe yes. in, a, in a God that created us on purpose and with reason and with design, maybe he, he gave us this ability to recognize or not even ability, but he, he planted in us this, this attraction to these good stories in order for us to recognize the good story that he's telling through our reality. You know what I mean? And so we, and I think that's why at the end of the day, that's why I connect to good movies Mm -hmm. is because it, it's that whole idea of suspended disbelief. Right. Um, even though it didn't make it into my like top 20 movies, uh, uh, a sort of guilty pleasure, but I mean, most of the world <laughs> loves these movies. I, I love like the Harry Potter series. <laughs> oh, dude. I've never well, watched the movies. The books are the best. Right. I read the books after I saw the movies. It was awesome, right? Um, so the Harry Potter series, things like that, it allows you to... Well, I think a lot of times when we encounter our lives and things in our lives, like obstacles, whatever it is, I think our our grasp on reality stops us from having a different point of view, right? Like, it stops us to be able to see it from another angle. Um, yes, that's good. Basically, what it, what reality does, at least for me, is it, it it blocks my empathy, I feel like, is what it does. What a movie allows me to do is by entering into automatically, because, so movies and, and music, right, they don't ask permission. And I forgot who said that. Um, some musician said that. It's like music and movies are the greatest because they don't have to ask your permission to enter into your psyche. They just do. Yeah. You know? And so, like, because they have the ability to do that, when you start watching a really good movie, you automatically have no choice but to be able to see certain situations from a different vantage point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, for me, it allows me to, to look at situations in a different light that hopefully can help me recognize the story God's telling in my life, you know? And I think, I mean, ultimately I think at the end of the day, that's why I love movies, you know? Um, Yeah. 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 Yes. uh, Dude, that's, that's great. I, and I think that that's been a shift for me, whether it's, you know, subconsciously or whatever, like when you watch a movie as a kid, I'm thinking like, let's say a sports movie or star Wars even, my mind was like, uh, uh, I'm going to be this hero. I'm going to be the Luke Skywalker. Right. I'm going to be the guy that hits the last, the home run in the, in the last inning. Or whatever. Uh-huh. And I think that's normal. Like you are identifying with the story and the, mm-hmm. in the, in the journey that that person was on. It's like beautiful, but dude, what I love what you're saying and it's, it's coming, it's definitely full circle with what, where we started, but it's like, what, Yes, what we're tr- what the story is actually doing to us is it's naming valuable truths that are just eternal truths that are just truths of what it means to be a human. And now, uh, what would be a way better way of looking at a movie? Again, whether this is consciously or just in our subconscious, is like when I see Gladiator, mm-hmm. it's not that I, like I don't want to learn how to like fight people with a sword. That sounds that's <laughs> stupid. 
we don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> like, I don't want to die young. You know, there's all these things. Uh, like, I of hope course. next week you're in a situation where you're like, I really wish I knew how to fight with the sword. <laughs> <laughs> I would love, yes, I really need to brandish a sword right now. <laughs> so in that the Coliseum. Is, in a Coliseum. Yeah. Uh, so as a kid, yeah, I would be like, let me be Maximus. I want to just fight the power or whatever. But now, now these, these, these stories can communicate a, a greater truth even of like, right. no, you don't want to be gladiator. That's stupid. What you do need is courage. Right. And it might seem small in our story. And that's part of the problem is we see a huge screen. We watch the Avengers and they're, they're saving the entire Galaxy, multiple galaxies. <laughs> <laughs> multiple galaxies. <laughs> like, you can't get any bigger by than the that. End, Avengers got so like yeah. convoluted. <laughs> I'm not in on Avengers hot take. Just uh, I just know some of the stories of them. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, so it's so um, escalated, right. and it's like. Yeah, so it makes our story seem a little less dramatic, for sure. And that's not a bad thing, always. Uh, but, yeah, so I need, like, maybe courage is what I'm learning from the story. Or in, with Gladiator specifically, maybe it is. Like, is there some kind of evil system in my in my world right now where I need to have the courage to speak up against it and right. not, like, back down? Like, that. that's beautiful what you're saying, man, because it's like, uh, this. then it's real life. And I, and I think... We talked about doing a, a documentary podcast another time, but I, I do think that's the beauty of documentaries is like it reminds us, yeah, uh -huh. you don't have to fabricate or engineer a great story. Right. You just have to look across the street at your neighbor or right. like the guy who's been working the same job for 50 years and you can find just beautiful truths in that story. And, and that communicates to us like, you know, yeah, we don't have to be super famous. We don't have to go on a super dramatic hero's journey. You know, maybe ours is just like something in our everyday life. So, so like, I, I feel like so. Uh, like one of your favorite movies, Tree of Life, right? Yeah, and I'm sure we'll get <laughs> yes. to what our top ten is. Okay, o on the surface, it's not. It's not a totally. big story. There's no story there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. But so, so like, my thing is like, I actually think there is something wrong. I'll go as far as to say I think there is something wrong if your desire and your aim in life is to live out just that big story all the yeah. time, <laughs> dude. And so, like, I just feel like, like for instance, like you know, like with the advent of social media and all that. Like we've been taught to curate our stories, oh, you know. We've been yes, taught yes. to, and so do you know what the funny thing is about Instagram? Nobody tells a good story on Instagram. Hmm. I'm nothing against Instagram. I'm on it. I like I like seeing people's updates and all that. Sure, sure, sure. The greatest stories happen in the quiet moments. To be quite honest, like yeah. you know what I mean. Like, yep. like well, like even with say with music, it's the same thing. It's like. Without a pause, it's just noise, you know? Right. And it's in the pause, it's in the pauses, in the quiet moments that, like, the real great story is told. Yeah. And I feel like that's what, like, like obviously, so for me, one of my favorite movies ever is The King's Speech. Yep. And that, too, like, on the, on the surface of it, so obviously it was a king and it was an important moment in history, but on the surface, it's about a dude that can't speak in public 
because of trauma in his life. And so he goes to see a therapist. It's basically what the story is about. <laughs> right. right? It's <laughs> not <a> super <laughs> dramatic p- plot line. Not right. saving mo- like multiple galaxies. <laughs> no. no. Well, he wasn't, honestly, this speech didn't even save England. Right. Um, <laughs> No, but it's that <laughs> it's that personal trial. It wasn't even right? a great speech. <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. It really wasn't. <clears throat> um, anyways, apologies to the, the crown of England or whatever. <laughs> um, no, but but it, it was actually the, the personal triumph, you know, and the way they told the story of the personal triumph in this really artistic way. It highlights the beauty of the ordinary. It highlights yeah. the, Gosh, the significance yes. of the ordinary. And like, right. And, and that's why it's so good. You know, yep. um, it, it, in a way it, it helps anchor us, you know, like for me, uh, whenever I see that, I, I do see kind of like the, I do see myself in that a little bit. Where it's kind of like, yep. yeah, I definitely know what that guy's feeling about yep. failing all the time. Yeah. Yes. About like being nervous to show anything in public. Mm-hmm. Um, like as a graph designer and as as an artist, I definitely know that feeling. Right. Of feeling inadequate all the time. Like yeah. I get it. And so like it's it's that part of the story that's highlighted in a way where it, the storyteller kind of gives the quote unquote insignificant significance. And by doing that, he elevates kind of the human experience. It elevates, um, honestly, like to me, that is where the, the Holy Spirit does his work, is in those <laughs> quiet, quote-unquote, insignificant moments yeah. is yeah, where yeah. the most work is done, right? Oh, dude. Um, and so it highlights that, and it, shows, it, it gives you the tools to be able to see that in your life, you know? Um, yeah. Okay, so... Dude, as you, yes, while you're talking, like I even wonder if the desire to be uh, Captain America or Luke Skywalker, like there's there's definitely an innocent part to that. Like my son wants to be Luke Skywalker. He's you know it's just natural. But well, then he's, there's, he's four, right? <laughs> he's three. Yes, he's three. Exactly. Okay. All right. But yes, as as we mature, I wonder if that desire for super dramatic, even in our own lives, like maybe I'll scale and climb the ladder and be this great CEO or start this awesome company that mm-hmm. uh, you know is the greatest, or whatever. Is that just more of our ego than anything? That's just right. tied into <clears throat> like wanting. It's almost more like our identity. I our identity to be seen as great. Like I want to be seen as the hero. I want to be known forever. And it's like, that's tied in more with ego and self-centeredness. Whereas opposed to what you're saying, it's like, uh, know that those were never the truths of the story in the first place. Those are the easier stories to tell. And I think that's fine. But what we're trying to learn from those big stories is how does this apply my everyday life? And I, dude, as you were talking about King's speech, uh, which was, mediocre speech at best is <laughs> that's i i remembered Yo, jesus we're gonna we're gonna try to go to england one day and they're gonna stop us at the airport dude. <laughs> like, uh, we heard your podcast guys we know what you think about the king well let me give you a compliment to uk uh fish and <laughs> chips fish and chips great love yo, fish and chips man yo yes so yes. good 
We're going to do a podcast episode about com- comfort food, by the way, just uh, mm-hmm. to our five fans that are listening. Um, oh, so, yeah, as you're talking about King's Speech, I just, you know, I remembered this story that Jesus told where he, he tells about this old lady who's actually the hero of this story mm-hmm. who nobody knew about. And she comes in and she drops, what was it, two, what are they called, mites? Two mites? <laughs> Like two, essentially pennies or whatever for, you know, for our sake. And he's telling that story. He's, he's saying exactly what you're saying. It's like, she was the most ordinary, like less, least like heroic, typically heroic. Nobody would have even known about her. And she comes in and she, but she, she has a truth about her. She has this deep, the, the, the great truth with her in that case was sacrifice and, uh, uh, selflessness and so she gives these two these two pennies these two mites and jesus is like that person that's the hero of this story <laughs> yeah. it's like i was actually you know so like yeah it, i i love that you brought it up because like isn't jesus the ultimate storyteller yeah. you know <laughs> right. isn't jesus the ultimate like hey you missed this part go look at it again like like everything he did was about that whole raising the the what we see in the world as insignificant and raising it up. I feel like I feel like our obsession with heroes and our obsession with like like grand glory filled moments is actually a reflection of where our hearts are as a culture, right? Like yeah. because like yep. Jesus told the opposite. He was like the greatest will be the least and the least will be the greatest. He, he constantly pointed out, like, no, it's not in these glory-filled moments. That's not what it's about. It's actually about what you do in the quiet by yourself. That's where the real glory is. And, like, all his stories were like that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it wasn't just that. It was it was all his stories were like that. And, and the, the hero in uh, The Good Samaritan was culturally the bad guy. Culturally, <laughs> the person that was looked down on, you know, that everyone else was racist against. Right. Um. That's where the hero was, you know? Like, totally. Even in his interactions, like That's good. Um, the Samaritan woman, right? He chooses someone who is an outcast in their society to be his representative. But like, is that, but I feel like that's what he was constantly doing, was taking the things that, that we think are, are of no importance and then instilling value into them. You know what I right. mean? And like, and, and, I mean, just full circle, I feel like that's what great stories do. Yes. Great stories tell us what's valuable. You know what I mean? They tell us. But dude, I love that going full circle. Like, yes, they communicate value. They communicate mm-hmm. meaning. I'll go back to like what you said earlier. They help us interpret the human experience, man. Like, and we need that. Good gosh, we need that. Like, I need yeah. stories to help tell me what is going on. With my life and with this world, why am I here? Um, hey, I was wondering, uh, we didn't even talk about this beforehand, but sort of a way to end up this uh, our inaugural uh, podcast episode. What if, we, what if we name our top 10 movies? Okay. Because I think that's interesting. And then in, our, in our, the rest of our time, what if we pick one and we just briefly go through the emotional resonance it has with us? So we can just okay. sort of oh, see okay. like, like the... Okay the value interpretation that it's given us in our lives. Okay. So you go first. Right, right. Uh, man. So this is just going to show how much of a nerd I am. Uh, <laughs> so this is my top five in no particular order. I can't put these in order. And then okay. I'll give you my number six through 10 
once again in no particular order. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nobody's listening, so who cares? But totally. I just want to put that caveat in. Uh, so my top five movies of all time: uh, King's Speech, Arrival, Godfather, American Gangster. And then here's the fifth one, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, if there is one that doesn't belong in there, you can figure that out. Um, number six through ten for me is Memento, Parasite, Gladiator. I still haven't seen that, by the way. You haven't seen Parasite? No. Oh, man. I'm a, I'll get on it. Oh, man. Uh, Gladiator. Yeah, if you don't watch it in the next month, I'm just going to start calling you a racist. Uh, <laughs> Let me let you start that over. Number six to ten is Memento, Parasite, Gladiator, Inception, and J.J. Abrams' remake, Restart of the Star Trek franchise uh, is my top ten. I I love science fiction. So yeah, if you can tell by the name of the podcast, I'm obsessed with like space (laughs) stuff. So Um, yeah, so that's my top ten. Okay, let me give my top ten, and then let's both pick one. In our podcast with it. Uh, okay, so mine, I'll do the same things. You, one through five, Tree of Life. If you've seen it and made it through it, <laughs> good on you, mate. Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Uh, oh, that's that's that that's up. That might be number one. Mm-hmm. Field of Dreams. Yep, interesting one. Uh, Godfather, like you, and then six through ten, uh, Matrix. Mm-hmm. I've watched that at least 50 times in high school. Interstellar, I just watched that on Father's Day. <laughs> it's a side side story there. Uh, the Prestige, got to get oh. some more Nolan in there. Um, Jurassic Park, which I think yeah. I mentioned, but that was a childhood. Man, I just, if I watch, here, even if I hear the soundtrack, I'm immediately transported to It is uh, also one grade. of the best soundtracks ever. Such a great soundtrack, dude. Yeah, so good. And then the Empire Strikes Back. I mean, Star Wars are. I'm not an ultra nerd Star Wars, but the, again, that that was very influential to me as a kid. Uh, sure. And, uh, yeah. So what? What if you pick one and just give us like a three minute, like, yeah. So quick, what is this? Is so what like- this is the meaning you got from it? Okay. And the mm-hmm. value, even if it's silly. Maybe, maybe maybe even I, it'll help me to put in the context of if I were to tell you to watch just one of these. Okay, if you're listening and just want, just watch one of these. Which one would it be? I think it, I would say watch Arrival. I know we talked about that a lot already, Dude. but I think of all the movies here, <laughs> like if I were to put it in like a time capsule, or like, ironically enough, because if you if you watch the movie, if we were to send it out into space to some alien race somewhere, <laughs> uh, I think I would pick Arrival because like, um. So here's the thing. Uh, like, I love the storytelling, like, the it's a very steady storytelling until, like, the last third of the movie. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it gets kind of frantic. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, the reason I love that movie was it's a complete movie. And what I mean by that is, from the very beginning, the director and the story, the, the story writers and all that, are actually, they tell you what the movie is about from the start. So if you rewatch the movie again, like it's kind of like very obvious. Like, oh my god, they told us everything in the first like ten minutes of this movie. Yeah. Yep. Like everything this movie is night. about was like 
is right there in the beginning. Right. But then what it's doing is it, it envelops you in like this, this complete story, this, this complete imagery from the very start. And you don't even realize that you've been enveloped into this, into this, uh, this, uh, whoever the storyteller's mind, you know what right. I mean? Right. Um, and I, I absolutely love that. And, and for me, like at the end, uh, when you realize what is happening in this movie and what this movie is, is really about, it's about connectedness, right? It's about the connection yeah, of right. everything. It's about the, that's right. it, it's about kind of everything you go through has some significance. And like, for me, that is a core belief in my like spiritual Same. belief system Same. is that, is that everything happens for a reason, but, but, uh, here's the kind of twist in my kind of spiritual belief system. I don't believe that everything happens for a reason as in it happened on purpose and it's all building to this month, mm. this moment. That's not what I believe. Uh, my spiritual belief system says everything is worth it because of the concept of redemption. Right. That's good. And so for me, God's greatest gift, God's greatest power, whatever you want to call it, is that he could take things that were meant to be evil and were meant to be random and were meant to be chaotic. And in hindsight, he can go back and fix it to a place where he brings you somewhere because of it, right? Yeah. And I feel like that's what this movie was really doing. It was interesting watching it a second time. I think that's why it was so moving for me. First time was amazing. Second time, I knew, like you said, I knew what the first scene was trying to tell me. <laughs> and so it had so much more emotional resonance. And for me, I, I think similar threads, but to me, it really just communicated uh, the the journey is more important than than the destination. And and again, not spoiling it, but the destination often, you know, if we fast forward our lives right now, not to get too dark, four on the Enneagram here, but we like, we don't know what's going to come and it could be really bad. Like that's just, that's part of the human experience. Right. But to be able to say like, but the journey was worth mm -hmm. it. And I'll even take that last part with it. And I'll take, and to your point, that last part can even be redeemed. And, and, and that's, that's what broke me last night is like, I'm, I just want to, for me is more a very practical, like enjoy this journey, soak up this journey because every moment counts, every moment matters. And so you, that's, you know that's so what funny. it meant to me. I, when I, when I talk to younger people, that is, I always find that that's the only advice I ever give them though. That's good. It's just enjoy yeah. where you're at because you're going to regret not being present. You're going to regret not enjoying this moment. Like you're going to really regret yeah. it. Yeah. Well, let me, uh, let me give mine. Yep. And ironically going on the redemption path and I, mm -hmm. I want to go with Shawshank Redemption, even though surely everybody's seen it at this point, like sort of a classic, um, I think why I would recommend watching it and why I think the emotional resonance and even everything we've talked about in this past hour applies now. I, I want I want somebody that's listening to watch rewatch this movie and instead of looking at the big drama of it and like uh -huh. it's a guy escaping from a horrific right, right. prison, I want you to think through what is this interpreting for your your reality right now. And, uh -huh. and that's why the movie resonates with me. Of course, it's it, the story's so good. <laughs> and the scenes are so good. Again, right. the soundtrack is just so good. But I, I, it's the, 
like even like not to get too like concrete, but it's like think through it in the lens of shelter in place in a global pandemic. What does it mean <laughs> to feel like in your own life just uh imprisoned in your own life? Like, is it worth having hope? I don't know how many people I've talked to in the past four months who are just like, I don't know how much hope I got left, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, so it could be a, a work situation, relationship situation, but it's just like everything we've been talking about it's like yes there's the big story but then it's it's zooming in and saying like can there still be like a little tiny glimpse of hope when you just feel beaten down constantly is there a chance of redemption to your what you said earlier is there a chance that you'll be able to look at back on this moment and yeah you know escape is possible and so i mean that movie has just really brought me through a lot of hard times because it's just a reminder. I would would argue with that movie. The reason I love it is I think the argument can be made that he was never in prison to begin with. Totally. I think that's totally. Well, that's just people like you and me that ever go down that line of thinking. (laughs) But yes, I've totally gone down that line of thinking. Like it's just like. It wasn't an actual prison. Uh, Yeah. A a rival could be like, you could make the, the, the argument that there were, were aliens actually too. I, I right, went right. through that, that path last night because <laughs> she keeps getting sleepy. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, these are dreams. These are oh, aliens. These are dreams that dude. are waking up to her reality right oh, now. God. Come on. Ugh. Okay. Well, uh, we got to wrap up. If anybody was listening to this, just appreciate it. <laughs> uh, you know, just so you know, uh, man, this is what Nuri and I love to do. And uh, we just thought it'd be fun to record some of our conversations right. doing this. So glad you took the doing. ride. Yeah, man. And maybe if it helps, I know it's going to help me because I love this conversation, but maybe it'll help somebody sort of approach movies differently. Yeah, yeah. That That is our hope that uh, that maybe kind of a, a journey into like our conversations and our minds could help you maybe have a different point of view or whatever it is. That's right. um, if it helps you, great. Um, that's, that's all we're trying to do. That's right. All right. We'll see you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.